Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Flynn Decker, the CEO of Bonchon. Bonchon is an international Korean fried chicken restaurant chain with over 300 locations worldwide. We're going to talk to Flynn about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. 
franchise interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott, and I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Flynn Decker, the CEO of Bonchon, and Bonchon is an international Korean fried chicken restaurant chain with over 300 locations worldwide. Hi, Flynn. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great, Marty. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Flynn. It's great to have you on the show today. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, Flynn? I'm calling from uh, beautiful Dallas, Texas. Oh, fantastic. And is that where your headquarters is located, Flynn? Our headquarters is actually located in New York City. Um, okay. But as you can imagine, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> we, we're trying to stay away from there at the moment. Um, I get so, it. Um, I, yeah, we actually have two offices. So we've got an office in Dallas, but the headquarters is in New York. So Okay, so I've retreated to Dallas for the moment. I get it. I would have, I would have done the same thing. My most of my family's in New York, <laughs> so I, I, can, I can I totally empathize. Ah. You know, <laughs> you know, Bonchon, I mean, really has an amazing history, Flynn. You know, I mean, it looks like you guys go back almost like eighteen, nineteen years now. Maybe you could talk a little bit about the history. You know, how the whole concept evolved and, and how it ended up here in the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the brand started uh, really in two thousand two. The founder, our founder, uh, Mr. Saw. Um, Mm -hmm. founded it, and it really was just about the sauce in 2002. So he was Mm -hmm. known for making these great sauces. And so he started selling it on not even fried chicken, baked chicken outside of university um, in uh, South Korea. And people liked it so much that they wanted to use the flavor. And so he uh, he started selling the sauce. And then somebody said, well, can I just put the name on on my building? And then it sort of evolved from there. So it was this really organic growth story and he came to the u.s in 2006 he he realized really early on that look there's korean fried chicken as you might imagine is sort of a dime a dozen in korea so he Mm -hmm. decided that he was going to take it outside and expand it internationally and so that's what he did bringing it to the u.s in 2006 that's fantastic. I mean, it's interesting because we've been doing the show now such a long time, you know, 13 years. And, you know, a lot of the franchises we, we interview, of course, they start off here in the States and then they go international. You know, I can't say we've had a lot that started in another country and then have come here, you know, and, and 300 locations. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And, and how many locations are you up to uh, here in the U.S., Flynn? We're at 100 locations in the U.S. and we're actually 350 worldwide now. Wow, that's fantastic. That's great. How and, do you describe – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to say you, hit, you hit kind of the nail on the head, too, um, which is not a lot of brands um, come this way. Most of them right. start in the U.S. and then expand outward. So there's probably only a handful of brands that you could name that have found success right. in the U.S. So right. um, it is a really interesting – um, opportunity to really thread the needle and and uh, and we're in the minority, but we've been I think more successful and I think we've we've been able to expand and to bring and share sort of what could, uh, Korean fried chicken is with uh, the U.S. market um, and do so successfully thus far. That's terrific, and, and you're no stranger to franchising either, Flynn. I mean, what was it about Bonchon? I mean, how did you discover the brand? Well, I was actually working for another chicken concept um, mm-hmm. and was doing a little competitive research uh, several years ago, probably five or six years ago, and we happened upon Bonchon in New York City 
and I had it and I thought, boy, this is amazing. It's completely yeah. different than what I was doing with the other brand. So that I thought, boy, this is really interesting. So it stuck with me. So um, at some point in, at the end of 2018, um, some new investors came into Bonchon. The founder uh, brought in some new partners and, and they tracked me down and we started talking and, as soon as they said Bonchon, I was like, I love Bonchon, and uh, and and they had big they have big plans, and uh, I thought, boy, I really want to be a part of that because I think it's such a unique concept um, yeah. that there's a great opportunity worldwide and especially in the U.S. to really expand it and bring it to more folks in more parts of the country. That's what I got too, Flynn. When I was researching Bonchon, you know, and I was going on the videos and you know, looking at the the, the consumer reactions, you know, and everybody said, you know, it, it, it's it's unique. It's something very different. How do you typically describe the, the franchise concept? I mean, if you were at a franchise show and, and someone came up to your booth, and the typical question is always, you know, so what do you guys do? Um, where do you typically go from there, Flynn? Yeah, I talk about really sort of the cuisine, which is that it mm-hmm. is we're in a we're in a really desirable segment, which is chicken. There's not a lot of yeah. chicken concepts out there that are struggling, if you will. Um, right. Most of them have really sort of focused on that part of their their menu. So that's really at the heart of our menu. Fifty-five to sixty-five percent of what we sell is chicken, um, mm-hmm. and the rest is very nice. And I think it really flavors the menu. No pun intended but it flavors the menu to give us this really unique take on things. So I say that we were born in Korea, but we were raised in New York City. And so we blend wow. these sort of two cultures, I think, better than, better than most. Yeah. And when you look at um, what we serve, A, it's chicken. B, we do it in a unique way because it's hand-breaded, double-fried. And then we mm-hmm. have these proprietary sauces that we put on that we make um, in our own uh, kitchen, our own um, global kitchen right. in South Korea. And so it's all very unique and different. And I think, um, I think it's fair to say that the Korean culture is really coming into vogue. When you look at K-pop, mm-hmm. um, right. a lot of the cuisine, a lot of things, yeah. these things are really coming to the forefront. And, um, and you know, and I think a, a Korean movie just won the Oscars, right? So right. Um, I think there's a lot more acceptance for that. So we're really in a unique time where people want something that isn't, the typical chicken or the typical hamburger or the typical right. this. They want something unique. And the younger group is getting more culturally aware. Uh-huh. And I think with right. the Internet, geographic boundaries have sort of come down, and they're more open to more international cuisine and things like that. So the short answer is I think that I tell people, which is we're in a great segment. We do uh-huh. chicken in a different way. It's the heart of our meal. And we're, we're I think, leaning into to culture and where it's at. And we've got a younger desirable audience that is extremely passionate about our brand. So if you and I were in a Bonchon right now for in, in, in New York, what would you recommend that I have? What's, what's, what, what are some of your favorites? Well, first you got to get the half and half. So the, the, the chicken, the combo with um, both uh, soy garlic and spicy, which are two signature okay. sauces, which are delicious. I throw some bibimbap in there. Um, and then I personally love our bulgogi, which is really a marinated steak um, with okay. rice, and uh, it, it's fantastic. And, of course, you've got to have a side of fried rice. So with, with everything going on in the world today, Flynn, uh, you know, how, how is technology playing a role with, with, with Bonchon? 
Yeah, that's a great question because I think what you see in the current marketplace with all the crazy things going on, which mm-hmm. is those that have invested and leaned into technology are the ones that are thriving. Right, so, right. Um, I realized this very early on when I got here. We were behind in terms of uh, technology development. So our point of sale systems were fragmented. Everybody wasn't on the same system. There was no online ordering. Um, They weren't using third-party delivery. So there was this big segment that that wasn't being, or big opportunity that wasn't being tapped into. So we have leaned heavily into online ordering. We're, in fact, rolling that out as we speak um, to every location. Um, before the pandemic hit, we leaned heavily into third-party delivery. Um, we're using our marketing to pay for free delivery so that mm-hmm. there's more people coming in and, and trying the brand. So I think as we start to come out of this fog that we're currently in, which is probably a nice way of saying what we're right, doing, right. We'll, have on, yeah. we'll have online ordering set up. We'll have delivery on the back end of our online ordering. So it will be white label going through one of the major delivery partners, um, but right. at a reduced cost for our franchisees, even making their, uh, their, uh, their P and L look even better because they're paying less um, and getting more in terms of delivery and commission. And we'll, we see that as highly incremental. So, so those tools will be in place. And then once those tools are in place, then we start to get into some really more interesting stuff like voice activated ordering and artificial intelligence and wow. being able to take phone orders um, without the need for a human, but for an artificial intelligence tool that interacts with the customer as effectively or maybe more effectively than what a human might do. What's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you, Flynn, since since joining Bonchon? Bon I mean, I imagine you know the whole technology thing, as you were just <laughs> describing, is, is fascinating. But it, it, anything else stand out over the years? Well, I think you know, uh, obviously, the current situation we're in and navigating yeah. our way through that. I think we right. we've done a really good job and, and have um, far exceeded sort of where the market is. Right. Um, simply because we got into technology and we leaned into third-party delivery, and I think we've invested our marketing dollars in the right way. So, so we're weathering the storm. So that's probably the most interesting, but the um, uh, is just having to figure out how to deal with that. But I think right. um, just having an international store base, I think, is the most interesting thing to me. I mean, if I back up to yeah. my, you know, being a kid, I grew up in Indiana probably right. not the most worldly um, person <laughs> or region. <laughs> right. And uh, no offense to my fellow Hoosiers. Sure. But, um, <laughs> but the ability to go and have stores, and I mean, we have stores in Myanmar, in Thailand, um, Singapore, wow. um, all over the word, world and all these interesting places. And I think that's one of the most interesting things about our brand, which is one, it is, you know, it's transportable to all these different countries and it's successful in those countries. And then just to just the culture, the uniqueness of those individual cultures, I think that's probably one of the coolest things, the most interesting things about my job. You, you guys have had some accolades over the years too, Flynn. I saw, I think it was a business insider. Was it in 2019? They gave you guys, was it the gold standard for fried chicken? I mean, that, that, I mean that's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, that's a nice accolade to have for your brand. It, it's absolutely, you know, it's great. You know, I try not to get too hung up on awards, but, yeah. Um, that was a great one. And then just, uh, I guess within the last month, um, QSR, which is an important industry publication, mm-hmm. um, named us the number 10 mover and shaker in the, in the fast wow. casual world, even though 
a lot of our restaurants are still casual dining. So, um, so that was nice. And that's based on growth. And I think just in terms of brand, um, um, loyalty and, and, uh, uh, so, so that was great to, to have. So, yes, yeah, so we've we've been we've been picking up some nice sort of accolades over the last few years. So maybe we could jump to franchising, Flynn. I mean, when you're meeting with a prospective franchisee, what types of characteristics or traits do you look for? Or do you want in a Banchan franchisee? Well, I think that you know it is it is evolving for us. I think initially, uh-huh. um, most of and it probably this is probably true for many brands when you're smaller. Um, you, you really, it's just, it's people who are just pure fans of the brand, right? They right, just love right. it and they want to own one. Right. Yeah. We're now at the point, I think an inflection point for our brand where we're looking at people, um, that have not just love for the brand, but also have multi-unit, um, restaurant experience or have multiple mm-hmm. brands, um, right. that they already work with. They've got a built-in uh, management team or experienced operators that they can bring to the table. So, so those are the types of characteristics that we're looking for. Somebody that understands a profit and loss sheet uh, right. versus just someone who has pure love for the brand. We love that too, but we want to combine that with business acumen so those people have the greatest opportunity for success. How does the training work, Flynn? I mean, where do they, do they come to New York? Do they come out to Texas for that? Like, how does that work? Yeah, you know, uh, it's a great question. We've adapted it uh, recently because of the current situation. So um, right. originally they would come to New York and they would stay there for a month and they would be get restaurant training and then they'd come to the office and they'd get general business training. We've adapted that because um, of the current situation. And so we're training people right. closer to where their new restaurant will be. So we become more flexible um, and we just trained, I think, eight new uh, franchise partners um, just in the, the last several weeks down in Houston wow. um, because it was centrally located. It uh, right. gave us the ability to actually help out a franchisee because there's more hands in there helping out working, mm-hmm. gave them real world experience. And then um, and so and we've condensed it to three weeks. Um, and then the training is ongoing beyond that. But that training consists of the restaurant training, P&L training systems, processes, scheduling, interview, uh, inventory, guest service. Those are the main things we focus on in that condensed three weeks. As I mentioned earlier in the interview, Flynn, I mean, you've been involved in franchising for, for a long time. And, you know, so when I have someone like yourself on the show, I, I mean, I have to ask me, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because, you know, there's a lot out there today. And we find that a lot of our listeners in the beginning phase, anyway, they're confused. They know they might want to get into franchising, but there's so much out there. Where do they begin? What advice would you give to them? I think it's, it's a couple of things. One is kick a lot of tires, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't just, right. if you see a brand and you love it, that's great, but yeah. that's not enough. Um, right. You've got to look at the, you've got to look at the fundamentals of the business. Number one, that's, that's where you start. You go and you do a deep dive and the brand is there. The brand generally wants you um, to come in and be a part of it. So, um, know your worth and make sure you ask all the right questions, go through the discovery day, um, mm-hmm. dig into the fundamentals of the business. But there's also an intangible, I think, and that intangible is what I think has propelled a lot of businesses forward. It's not just their fundamentals, but it's also what is the brand equity and does the brand have a unique mm-hmm. offering that is going to be able to fill in those gaps? There's a lot of sandwich shops out there. There's a lot of burger places. 
and there's for and there's a lot of chicken places. So you bring right. something to the table that is unique and has the ability to fit into a lot of different um, types of real estate, types of market areas. I think that's the other thing that, that, that folks need to look at carefully. And is it in tune? Sort of a third thing would be, is it in tune with what customers want today, right? Mm -hmm. If you started right. building fast casual or ghost kitchen six months ago, you were ahead of the curve. But now everybody mm -hmm. sees it as, oh, my gosh, I've got to adapt to the current market. Um, right. So you've got to have a, a brand that, that's nimble and, and is able to deliver, I think, in in a lot of different formats. And, and that would be the, the third thing that I would look at. So sort of the fundamentals, um, the brand equity and uniqueness, um, and then what's its portability? Can you go into different formats? Can you go into different markets? I think that's great advice. So I, I can ask you the last question, Flynn. I mean, as a CEO, I mean, where do you see Bonchon? I mean, if you could look into a crystal ball, maybe three years, five years down the road, where do you see the organization? I think that you'll see us start to um, – we want to be able to um, penetrate middle America without becoming middle of the road. So it's a unique opportunity to really thread the needle, to introduce something right. to um, the U.S. market that is unique but not unfamiliar, right? Fried chicken right. was something that went over to Korea during the Korean War – they took right. their own spin on it, and now it's come back in a unique way that, that people really like. So yeah. what I'd like to see in the next five years is, um, is that we have over 500 units in the U.S. Um, we, um, we deliver the product more through a fast, casual, smaller footprint um, than what we have today, which is a lot of casual um, dining. Um, we'll still have room for different types of formats. And um, and we've uh, and we've reached all 50 states. I think we're um, right. close to halfway there right now. But I'd like to be um, everywhere in the U.S. and keep expanding that brand awareness. That's terrific. So, what's the best way for our listeners, Flynn, to get more information on Bonchon? Of course, there's the franchise opportunity, but even as the, from a consumer perspective, any websites that you kind of like to um, direct them to? Um, well, certainly Bonchon.com. Um, to find out more about us um, if they're interested. Um, again, I think it's a wholly unique concept, but one that's got proven portability um, and right. legs, if you will. Um, I, think, I think that's uh, the best resource for us. And I think just do your reading. There's a lot of trade publications out there. And, um, you know, it's kind of like investing. In fact, it's, it's exactly like investing because yeah. that's what you're doing. It's your money and your livelihood. Um, I found in my history, I've done both franchising, I've owned my own restaurant, and having owned my own restaurant, I'll tell you what, looking back, um, being able to go in and have a formula that I already know works, having recipes right. that I already know work, that, that's of huge value. So, so do your homework, read the trade publications, because they'll tell you a lot of things that you're just not going to get in the general media or, or, um, or general franchising you know, websites or information. That's terrific. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you, Flynn, and I'd really like to invite you back over the next year or so as you continue to grow, because I think Bonchon is a wonderful franchise concept. Yeah, Marty, thanks so much for having me, and I'd love to come back and, and uh, update you on where we are at that time, too. This has been my pleasure, Flynn, and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast, 
right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. For each podcast you get to hear, a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today you're going to get to hear from Joseph Berger, and Joseph is the president of You Got Maze, and Joseph said something on the show that we haven't heard, interesting enough, in 650 shows. He described franchising as an open book, but we're going to let Joseph explain why, so here we go. You were kind of like, I guess you could say you're almost like born into franchising, Joseph. I mean, you've been exposed to it, it seems like, most of your life. Um, what do you What do you like most about franchising? Yeah, and you're right. I ha- I've been around franchising for a while. I I I, st- I like to tell people I started when I was seven. I started answering phones and folding boxes at Domino's. Worked at started at twenty five cents an hour with a free soda, uh, as much as I could drink, and worked up from there. Uh, and what I love about it, what we do, uh, I, I see where entrepreneurship, where small business ownership, has helped my family. You know, my right. my dad's from yeah. Northeast Philly, uh, row homes. Uh, my mom wasn't much better off, and they've been able to really just turn their, you know, turn their stars around right. and build a really good life for all of us. And I love working with franchisees because I, I get to be a part of them doing that for their family, and that's just inspiring every day. That's yeah, it's inspiring what you just said, Joseph. Because you know, I know that area, you know, of Philadelphia. I get down to Philly, you know, every so often, and it, I think you're right. You know, it's it's one of the things that impresses me too, Joseph, is that you know, a lot of people, I think they want to get into entrepreneurship, but they don't know how to, right? And I think franchising, you know, allows them that ability to become an entrepreneur, doesn't it? Absolutely. One of the things I like, we like to say in the process is like, you know, imagine you have to t- you have to take a really hard test, and this test determines like everything. Right. But you know, if you're with if you're doing it with a franchise, it's open book. Right. We've already made right. the mistakes. We've already found the opportunities. We've we've laid out all the processes, uh, and we hone it every day. I mean, all of our our new idea we still are updating. It's never going to be done. Uh, we're getting all of our great ideas from our franchisees now. But you can start off with that rather than, you know, opening your doors and like how how do I get maids? How do I get clients? Right. How do I keep them? Right. That's terrific. I've never heard that analogy in, in 650 shows, Joseph, but it makes sense. You know, I like how you, you called franchising an open book, you know, because you're right. You know, when a lot of people do get into entrepreneurship, you know, there's there's a lot of things that they just don't know, you know, and they make a lot of mistakes. And, um, you know, sometimes that mis- some of those mistakes, you know, are detrimental to, you know, their business. So, um, you know, to call it an open book, I, I think that's I think that's really very clever. 
If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Joseph Berger of You Got Maids, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com. Simply go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page and go to our Cleaning category. Or you can simply go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast, our Great Quotes of Franchising podcast, such a big hit. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.